0: glad to have you back for episode five of your favorite most controversial podcast the happy atheist i know it's been a while since i've uh, recorded um to be honest with you guys i was really contemplating whether i should continue to record or not i mean as you know the topic of this this podcast the direction of this podcast is something that Uh, it seems that the masses aren't very receptive to and honestly i I don't know what i was thinking when i really began this journey how it would be received i like to carry myself as this person that really don't give a fuck what people think um but you know i like to be transparent so i have to admit that i actually do care what people think and uh the response has been so interesting it's been up and down i've had people that identified with with what I'm saying I've had people that disagreed and then I've had some people that was just downright nasty I mean this whole journey this whole process this whole deconversion process that I've gone through has shown me a lot of fake ass people in my life and that's crazy it has shown me that people are more concerned with the idea of what a belief is and not the actual person that is doing the believing. So, with that being said, I got good news. I was a part of a documentary uh, entitled Reshaping Reality by the amazing, awesome, Ariella Venue. You guys will see him soon. He is a filmmaker out of Norfolk. And I was lucky enough to meet him through Anchor. And he was gracious enough to allow me to be, I guess, the feature uh Speaker on his documentary, just speaking about my deconversion. A lot of people when they hear about a Christian minister uh, walking away from the church, it it piques interest. Um, So, throughout that process of doing the documentary and telling people about the documentary and really just talking to him, man, this is a—he's not just a filmmaker, but he's a great mind as well. Um, I really learned more about myself. I really learned exactly. What I'm doing with this podcast, why it's so important to me, and why I have to continue. And I'm not going to lie, I caught a lot of slack. I had a lot of family, you know, come at me sideways and say some things to me that was kind of off the wall. And, you know, they they walk around with this concern that I'm, you know, going down a a dark path is what someone told me. I'm, I'm headed down a spiral of darkness, and I'm bringing my family with me. This is this is crazy. Because like, I actually think this is probably one of the best times of my life. I mean, my, my family is amazing. My wife is fine, beautiful, and intelligent, and she loves me. Uh, my kids are amazing. Uh, professionally, I'm doing things that I love to do. I'm, I'm networking. I'm really, 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 really starting to come into my own, and now my family is worried. <laughs> so, I wanted to put a title on this podcast because I felt like it would be so fitting. The title of this podcast is I Define Myself. And that's so crucial in this time, man, because there's so many outside forces, so many entities that are out there that will try to define who you are. And if you're not strong enough and mature enough within yourself, you allow it to happen. A lot of people seek religion For identity I did As I was going through this deconversion process When I started to doubt God When I started to doubt Jesus When I started to doubt my Christianity I started to doubt myself I literally thought I was going crazy Every morning, every night, every minute Every second, every hour I had doubt about myself When I was a minister I had tons of support I had tons of people pushing me. I had tons of people championing me. I had tons of people speaking prophetic, you know, prophetic, whatever they call it, into my life. I mean, just so much positivity. But once I started to walk away from it, I don't get those same prophetic speakings. I don't get people speaking into my life. I don't get people pouring into my life. So I had to learn how to do it myself. And thank God I met a woman Man, when I tell you my wife is amazing, she's so amazing. My wife has been one of the only people that has taught me and showed me that nobody defines you but yourself. That you are who you are because of choices and decisions you make. And you can be anything you want to be. Shout out to my wife, man. She's she's super amazing. I, I don't even really know how to describe her anymore. Also, my, my 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 buddy and and future co-host of another podcast that I'm working on. You could thank me later. My, my brother, my boy, Jules, Julius Jones. Man, this guy's another guy that just supports me and just tells me that, yo, B, you can, you can do whatever you put your mind to. It doesn't matter your belief system. You are not defined by what you believe, but you should be defined by what you value and how you want to live your life. So I started off with this, I guess, uh, this lecture, this sermon. Because it was just on my heart, man. Because man, I, I've it's it, it's just been amazing to see the response. Most people haven't even heard my shit. <laughs> they ain't even even seen the documentary, but they have preconceived notions and judgments, and it and and it affected me. It, it definitely affected me. I would be a liar if I sat here and said it didn't bother me. It did, one hundred percent. I'm sensitive. That's ass is really it. I'm sensitive <laughs> to the point where. I was making up excuses like, oh, well, I wanna change the format of the podcast. I wanna do this, this and that, which was stopping me from doing it. But the real reason was, I was starting to feel the pressure. (laughs) I was starting to feel the heat and I started second guessing myself. I didn't know if I wanted to do this anymore. But throughout all of this chaos, through talking to very close people, my wife, my friends, I finally kind of realized the purpose of what I'm trying to do. And I want to share that with you guys because I think it's important. I think the non-religious community is a growing community. I'm going to get into some facts later, uh, but it is a non, the non-religious is a growing community. They're your mothers, they're your fathers, when well, they might not be your mother and father because that's a little bit past, but anyway, they're mothers, they're fathers, they're brothers, they're sisters, their aunts, uncles, they're policemen, they're firemen, they're professionals, they're, they're students, they're, they're professors, they're all walks of life. People are beginning to move away from traditional religious values and principles. And I wouldn't just say the values and principles because those are the things that we hold on to. What I really want to say is people are moving further away from the religious dogma that saturates people, that saturates religion, that saturates congregation and creates division. My purpose, this podcast, if you're listening, if you dare to listen, I would love to join that community. I would love to join the non-religious community with the religious community because I think when we are divided, Donald Trump gets elected. (laughs) I mean, you get what I'm saying? Division creates a bigger opponent that benefits off of you being separated. Because non-religious and religious people, guess what? We all live in one country. We all are governed by one set of laws. We all face injustice and discrimination We all face inequality, but if we're infighting and we can't come together, then the powers that be, whoever they may be, continue to benefit from our separation. I don't think there's a reason that a non-religious person like myself cannot go to a church feel welcome and not feel as though I'm being beat over the head and my conscience is going to eat me up because I'm not giving into Christianity or giving into my religious friends. And I also think that religious people should be able to talk with non-religious people and not be made to feel stupid. Because as as as, as the non-religious community, the atheist community, we're going to get right into the word atheist and you know a lot of us like to shy away from it, but it is what it is. Hey to all my atheists out there. We gotta stop making people feel like shit. Yeah, you might be smarter. You know, you might've done more research. You might know a little bit more, but that doesn't give you the right to make someone feel that their beliefs are wrong. And that's where I had to kinda check myself. This ain't a pissing contest. I'm not trying to to outdo anybody. Um, and I think that's a lot of the frustration. That's a lot of the conflict between the non-religious and the religious is we're always trying to duel each other. As a non-religious person, it's my mission to prove you wrong. And I got to show you that I'm smarter than you. And I got to show you that what you believe is stupid. And I got to show you why you should change. And vice versa for the religious. You got to show me how my ways are wrong. You got to show me how what I'm what I'm thinking is emotional. Side so note, I had somebody comment that I was being emotional. And I just want to say, academically, I would murder people. <laughs> I'm bragging a little bit, but the person that said it, you know, academically, I would murder him, but I'm trying to be better. (laughs) I'm trying not to go down that path because I felt the bait. I felt the bait. You call me emotional and I was thinking to myself, boy, is this what you want? Because I can give you some work if you want it. But I digress you. I'm sorry. (laughs) I had a flashback because that was disrespectful. That was disrespectful. Don't don't minimize my beliefs with what you think. You know what I'm saying? Or maybe I'm just being sensitive. I don't know because I am sensitive as hell. But anyway, we have to start working together. We have to stop the division. And I think that there is a middle ground. I don't know where it is. (laughs) I have no idea how to find it. But this podcast, this community, um, I think is going to start to bridge that gap. And I think the first, the first step, I think the first step to doing that, is that we have to understand each other. And guess what, people? The only way to understand is to listen. <laughs> I know a lot of us like to talk, and I'm one of them. I can, I can go with the best of them. But we have to learn to listen. You have to learn to put aside your own preconceived judgments, notions, whatever's in your mind, and be receptive to what someone is saying, however different it may be. And also understand that just because you're talking to someone who has a different value set than you do, does not mean you have to change your mind. See, as an atheist, when I talk to someone who's a Christian, you can listen to me. You can appreciate my perspective and still go to church. Isn't that wonderful? You don't have to convert and vice versa. Why can't as a Christian, you talk to me, you tell me about the love of Jesus or whatever you want to say, but don't try to bring me to the altar. I don't want to go to the altar. I don't think nothing's wrong with me. Just like there's nothing wrong with you and your religious beliefs. I've said it time and time again, the only problem I have with religion is that whole judgment hierarchy attitude that they have. I don't like that. I don't like the casting people to hell. I don't like the idea of converging because that symbolizes and indicates that there's something wrong with you in the beginning. And I don't believe that people are born flawed. I don't believe that people have this innate, evilness that they need some savior to come and save them from themselves i think people are amazing i think people have the capacity to be great and i think if it's fostered in the right environment and in the right culture you'll see it so that's my issue with religion keep your values and principles because let's just be honest a lot of our laws are governed by it a lot of the things that we do today somehow subconsciously may be driven by religious belief but once you start getting into that discrimination LGBTQ community knows this very well. Same-sex marriage. Transgender. Hell, we can go racial. African Americans. Hispanic Americans. Asian Americans. We all have caught some religious heat. We all are caught up in some religious dogma. That continues to divide. That's all I'm trying to do is just... I'm really just trying to stop the divide I don't feel as though it's necessary the more and more people are divided and divisive the lesser we grow as a people the lesser we evolve as a species Dr. King said it best the most segregated hour in America is 11 o'clock a.m. on a Sunday morning in church churches are the most segregated and probably still segregated. Now, granted, because as always, I always have those people that always want to point out the instances or their circumstance. Listen, I'm talking in generalities, people. I'm talking about majority. I am aware that there are some very desegregated churches. I get it. But I believe as a whole, if you go to 10 black churches, you will not see... A equal amount of mixed and biracial and bicultural people and vice versa I've seen Hispanic American churches I've seen Asian American churches I've seen uh, obviously African American I've seen white I've seen every culture have their own different version of Christianity I didn't even know that this was the thing um, I read a lot of RZA uh, Riza Aislin and he showed imagery and and research of how other countries and cultures have adapted to Christianity and have adapted to other religions and have even changed the imagery to fit their own culture. I thought that was very interesting because, you know, being a little black boy from Baltimore, Maryland, you know, growing up in Northeast Baltimore, I was never cultured and I, I never experienced these things. So, Outside of the stereotypical white Jesus that I saw, you know, I also got the black Jesus from some of the brothers that I knew. I never knew that there was an Asian version of Jesus or a Russian version of Jesus or a Pakistani version of Jesus. I never knew any of these things. So the more I learn, the more I I become aware, the more I become cultured, the, the better I become. And I think that's that's something that we need to add to this conversation. So, I wanted to kind of just kind of get into a little bit about what exactly atheists are. Because I've had a lot of people throughout this whole journey, throughout this whole uh, conversation, they really don't have an idea exactly what an atheist is. And it's funny because I understand, like I said, I was a former Christian minister. I, I, I understand that as a Christian, you have to put your foot in the sand. And when someone begins to outwardly claim to being an atheist that is your opportunity to put your stake in the ground that you are a Christian that is like you impressing you know your teacher or impressing someone because now you can you have a story to tell every Christian loves a, a good I, 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 I stood up for my Jesus story and this is what it comes to so a lot of the heat I caught people haven't even heard anything I said They didn't even go to the podcast and listen. They just went off the word atheist and they decided that it was time for them to stand in the affirmative and attack me. But then when you really ask them what's an atheist, they don't know. You know, the first thing they say is God. Oh, you don't believe in God. You don't believe in God. You don't believe in God. Oh, if you don't believe in God, then how are you created? And uh, if there was a creator for a chair, right? And a, and a pencil has a creator. And a book has a creator. Then who created you? Who? fuck you. <laughs> I'm so tired of hearing that bullshit. Like, I'm so tired of that same analogy. And I'm like, did you even look up the word? Did, do you even know the nuances? First off, I think... Human beings are a very peculiar species because we live in nuances, right? We live in the black and gray area. So although I may define myself as one thing, I don't believe that that one word can define who I am. African-Americans know that very, very well. We do that all the time. What do we always tell people? I don't allow that to define me. Oh, no, you can't define me by these words. So why is it that when it comes to an atheist community that we have to be, you know, tied down to one belief, this one ideology? So an atheist, you guys, for those who don't know, in the broadest sense that I can possibly say this, it's the absence in belief in deities, deities. An atheist does not take the affirmative that God does not exist, right? Because we cannot prove I don't think anybody can prove The existence of God Whether God exists or not exists But we reject the idea of a God Right? I reject it It could very well be true And I can very well be wrong But what I won't do is subscribe to it Right? Unless I have something That is going to definitively make me believe that So when someone believes in deities When they believe in Jesus And Muhammad And buddha and other god-like creatures uh, i will not want to say creatures but god-like figures i call bullshit right and surprisingly there's a large number of atheists who actually believe in a universal god i've said this on previous podcasts i believe in my personal belief as an atheist that there is a universal god but let's just back up for a second you know Because sometimes I don't. But guess what? That's the beauty of being a human being. I have choices. I can change my mind. There's nothing wrong with changing your mind. There's nothing wrong with saying, you know what? Sometimes I think there's a God and sometimes I don't. It's okay. It's not counter-religious. It's not counter-productive. It just means that some days I'm more inclined to believe that there's a universal God. And some days I'm not. That's really it. I don't have to be tied down to one idea. As long as my train of thought and my actions all move in the same direction, I'm still learning this process. The beauty about life is that you are continually learning. I don't try to claim that I know everything. So, I don't know that God does not exist or do exist. What I do know and what I do believe, I don't believe in your your, your demigods. I don't. I don't believe in your half Hercules and half Uh, Was it Maui? Yeah, Maui. I don't believe in Maui. Sorry. It's just not something I subscribe to. I don't think that Jesus is real. Now, you could take that however you want it. I don't want to offend anyone. I don't think that Muhammad was who they claimed him to be. I believe these people were just merely prophets doing the right thing in their time. I don't think they had any connection to God. Similar to Royalty royalty separated themselves from people because they believed they had a connection to god that's bullshit i believe in a universal god most times i believe that god creates and moves creates and moves creates and moves i don't think god is tied up in your personal situation if you want a mercedes or a bentley Or a new job, or a new home, or a wife, or a husband, or children. I don't think that God is intervening in your everyday lives. I don't think that God cares about your currency. I don't think that God cares if the Patriots win or lose. I don't think if God cares if your favorite artist win a Grammy. I don't think God cares if you thank him for winning a Grammy. I just think God is way too big for us to define through our own problems, our own humanistic areas of interest. It just doesn't make sense. I don't think God is arrogant or cocky, or jealous, or vengeance, or, or, or vengeful, or a lover, or a hater, or a scorner. These are all human traits. So how big is God if he loves? Love is one of the most confusing and contradicting traits ever. And hate. Hate is blind. So you mean to tell me that God is blind and also confused? It just don't make sense. So for me, I believe that there's a universal God I just don't think that God is deal in our dealings so also remember that all atheists are different we come from different races we come from different age groups we come from different social structures we come from different countries we are like a box of crayons there's not one atheist that is the same that being said they not there's not one religious person that's the same Everyone's different. Do you know how many variations of of Christianity there are? Do you know how many variations of Islam there are? Do you know how many variations of Buddhism there are? So if there are many different variations of religions, why does atheism have to have one? I'm just trying to educate you guys, man. And I hope that people call into the station on Anchor. And I hope that people write me or email me and tell me what they think. I would love to know. I would love to know if you agree with me Because I just think that life is about nuances I just think that we we, 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 we we pigeonhole certain things And we allow other things to grow I think the word atheism Scares a lot of people So since it scares a lot of people It's something that's pigeonholed No, as an atheist you have to believe this one thing And people say, oh, well, an atheist, to believe that there isn't a God is still a belief, so you're actually contradicting yourself. Shut the fuck up. That's stupid. Shut up. Just because you say something smugly doesn't make it right. It just makes you sound like an idiot. (laughs) I hate people that do that. Oh, well, Brandon, you believe that there isn't a God, so the very fact that you believe that there isn't a God means that you believe in belief, which means that God must be real. Fuck you. (laughs) <laughs> you don't you don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> That's that religious dogma that I'm talking about. That's that bullshit that I'm talking about. But let's just keep it real. Those that don't know me, if you haven't checked me out on Facebook or anything like that, I'm a black male. And as a black male in America, I am a minority within a minority. Because... African Americans are overwhelmingly, according to the Pew Research Center, we are overwhelmingly religious, more religious than anybody else in this country. 87% to be exact. The most religious group within our own community are black women. Now, there's a lot that we can unpack why black people are so religious, are so hyper-religious. You know, we, we talked about well, I talked about division in churches and different races and cultures having churches. You can tell the race of a church. I'm going to go on the limb here. You can almost tell the race of a church based upon the message that is being taught. Now, I haven't had the privilege or the pleasure of going to an Asian Christian church um, or Hispanic. I've seen both. But I have been to predominantly white churches. And what I can tell you is that the message is totally different than when I was in a black church. Predominantly white churches messages, messages, uh, that didn't sound right, messages. <laughs> no, because it's just message, yeah. All right, so a um, predominantly white church message is totally different than the black church message. I can't believe I said messages. <laughs> but, um... So, at the at a white church, predominantly white church, and I hope I'm not offending anybody, but if I am, well, who gives a shit? Um, a predominantly white church, the message is more of a universal love, a universal moral upbringing. It is more geared toward you going out and you just being a great person, and you helping anyone along the way that you see on your stride to greatness. And that's where the that message ends. If you listen to Joe Osteen very right? passive and calm and god loves you and you love god let's all love god and by the way give me some money that's joe osteen's message <laughs> but when you go to the black church oh man it's like going to the theater <laughs> you see pomp and circumstances and choirs doing backflips and there's a there's a whole choreographed uh section of the church the prayer is passionate sometimes you can get riled up from a prayer. And they're sweating and hollering and, and they're shaking and dancing and moving and jiving and everything's going on. And there's so much moving. It's colors. I've been to churches where they got strobe lights. It's like a concert. And it's just green, yellow, red, blue, white. Just everything all in your face at one time. You got dancers dancing through the aisles. They're doing backflips and half somersaults. And they got pom-poms and flags and they're shaking them all around. It's, it's like going to a concert. A black church can be fun. Especially at the end when they give you food. But the message always revolves around a savior. The message always revolves around... What did Drake say? Started from the bottom, now you're here. The message always revolves around you being the protagonist. Being antagonized by somebody. And you overcoming your antagonist. It's always the case. It's always the case. So culturally, I have to ask myself why. Duh. Black people are the most oppressed people in America. So their message is going to reflect the culture that they're in. Predominantly white churches, hey, you don't face the same inequalities. You don't face the same persecutions. So your dependence upon God is different. So the message is different. So as a black person, pulling away from that, I have to prepare my mind, right? Because... I was taught socialized to to call on Jesus to rely on God when I'm in trouble I wasn't taught to depend on myself let's just make that clear because we we like to mirror self-reliance with God it's different because a self-reliance there is no safety net you have to make it happen you have to succeed you have to fulfill whatever it is that you have to do when you depend on God there's almost this 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 atmosphere of safety that I can try, but even if I don't try as hard as I have to try, He's still able. Remember that? I like to I like to use these little catchy lines that people say. He's still able, even in my weakness. God is strong. I think those are all crippling things. My problem with Christianity, one problem I have, is that I believe it removes accountability and responsibility. Instead of people facing the decisions and the choices that they make, instead of people coming to grip with the reality of what they're in, we fall back to God to be our safety net. We fall back to God to be the over, uh, you know, the, the, the catcher. That, you know what, my problems aren't really my fault because maybe God is testing me or maybe God is putting me through something or maybe I'm trying to, or maybe I'm supposed to gain something from this. No, no. Your actions, or I should say your circumstances, are a direct result of your actions. No God, just you. You don't have a good job because of you. There could be a number of factors, but what it's not is this unexplainable occurrence. And we put our problems in the black church into this unexplainable vacuum that has no answer and it just keeps spinning and spinning and spinning and we keep saying things like oh well God knows all and God knows my heart and God things happen in God's time so our problems and our actions and our decisions and our choices get sucked into this vacuum of no return that doesn't have any uh, specificity about fixing it but when you pull away from that you can't put your problems in a vacuum you have to address them and that's why I decided like man I love being an atheist. I love the idea that I can do everything. I love the self reliance. I love the self confidence. I don't I don't have a fallback. If I don't succeed then I won't be successful. And I think it's, it's it's something to be said about a black atheist. Again, we're a minority within a minority. And it's funny how as a minority within a minority We can't understand each other. So black people, we understand what it feels like to be prejudged. We understand what it feels like for someone to have a preconceived notion or jump to conclusions based off of what they heard, seen or what they think they know. But throughout this journey, I've ran across so many black people that have judged me, talked about me have preconceived notions about me, and haven't even taken the time to ask a question. I ask, what different are you than a bigot? Because from my understanding, bigots are judgmental. They jump to conclusions. They don't ask questions. They don't do the research to educate themselves. They just go by what they think. And that is exactly what religious people do to atheist people. You go by what you think. You don't take the time to talk, you don't take the time to listen, you don't take the time to research. You put your foot in the ground, you draw a line in the sand, and you say, you're either with me or against me. And that breeds division. Before I forget y'all, let, let, me, let, me, let me go into some of these, just these stats I found. I don't want to keep y'all, I don't want to stay here too long. According to the Pew's Research Center, which is one of the major religious research uh Institutions in America They found Top 10 facts about atheists That I thought was very very interesting The number one fact That they found Was that more Americans are becoming atheists Or agnostic And I, and I said this earlier More and more people are beginning to pull away From traditional religious beliefs They're just not Drinking the tea anymore people They're not buying it They're being more self-identified they're being more agnostic. They're being more uh, self, self-taught. self They're pulling away from religion, especially millennials, especially people born in the 90s, especially people born in the 2000s. They're not buying this old time religion that we're used to. The second fact was atheists are more likely to be white males. <laughs> Surprise. 68%. To be exact And the average age is 34 I'm 32, that's right around I'm, I'm, I'm getting close there The only difference, surprise, I'm not white Again, like I told you African Americans make up 87% Of religious people in America So to be black and atheist is almost like putting a scarlet letter on your shirt You can be black and atheist But you better keep it to yourself Oh, and check this out Most atheists tend to have degrees. I'm not surprised. It's hard to believe in fictitious things when you have education and when you learn how to learn. That's a beauty. That's a a key thing. You have to learn how to learn. Atheists tend to be Democrat or politically liberated. I have never met a Republican atheist. I think that kind of goes against being a Republican. Not saying that they're not out there because they're very... Well, maybe a Republican atheist. If anyone's listening and you're a Republican atheist, please contact me. I would love to hear from you. What is politically liberated? I believe I'm politically liberated. I don't really align with Republican or Democrat. If I like a Republican candidate, I will vote for them. If I like a Democratic candidate, I would like I will vote for them. If I like a Green Party or third party, I would vote for them. I'm not tied to any one uh, political system. I feel as though politics is a game that doesn't have the best interest of the people so i'm not invested in as much as a candidate as i am their ideas and i think most atheists believe that guess what surprise surprise more atheists are in favor of same-sex marriage no surprise there Atheists don't give a shit <laughs> if two men want to get married, or if two women want to get married, or if you want to marry a, a dog or a cat. I don't give a fuck. I don't care. Marry whoever you want to marry, and you should get all your benefits. They shouldn't keep that keep you away from that. And you should be able to adopt. You shouldn't be barred from anywhere. Atheists believe in legal abortion. I believe in feminism. As an atheist, I think as an atheist, it's hard not to be a femi- be a feminist. It, I, I don't really see how religious people can be a feminist Because religion uh, down downgrades women In every religion, women are downgraded Why? Because it was written by old white men There's no surprise there I'm surprised that more women are religious Although they're told that they are not the head In Christianity, Eve is the whole reason the earth is fucked up Who fucked up? The woman Who fucked the world up? The woman who can't speak, the woman, who can't preach, the woman, every great prophet was taken down by a woman, you see the theme here, (laughs) just saying, it's it's kind of a common theme, I, I don't get it, but number four, atheists actually do believe in God, like I said earlier, I do believe in a higher God consciousness, I just don't believe that we are able to understand that, Number five, atheists don't put much stock in religion. Like, I I really don't care about religion. I don't pray. I I meditate, which I think is different from praying, but I I don't pray. I mean, that's really something I can do without. Number six, which is a big one. Atheists almost never discuss their beliefs with anybody, and you can imagine why. If you're an atheist, you're probably a closet atheist, and I didn't know that this was such a thing, but there are so many people who are atheists that are closet atheists, and it's just ridiculous. Number seven, no atheist uses religion for right or wrong. I don't need God to tell me not to kill anybody. I just don't. I don't need God to tell me not to steal. I don't, I don't need religion to guide my morality. Number eight, Americans were polled and showed that they, like atheists, less than any other major religious group. It's so crazy that in this climate that the Pew Research Center found that people like Muslims... Islamic people more than atheists In a time where there's so much Inequality and discrimination against Muslims That's crazy That is crazy. It just shows how much people Are stuck into beliefs They don't care what you believe as long as you believe something If you say you don't believe in anything, fuck you <laughs> Number 9, half have, of have Americans Say they would not vote for an atheist president Which I honestly think would be a great president I want my president To be a free thinker, a humanistic person I shouldn't say him, I should say, her or him Or, maybe a president might be transgender Who knows, as an atheist I don't give a shit <laughs> And finally, number 10 53% of Americans agree You don't have to believe in God To have morals Kind of contradicts the other part That we went over earlier But yeah, a lot of people believe You don't need God to have morals You just do the right thing Just do the right thing And this has been a awesome 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 time I love this podcast I love all my listeners man thank you everyone for supporting like I said reshaping realities is coming mid-february I'm gonna put all the links uh, please 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 check me out on Instagram at the happy atheist I also have a Facebook page at the happy atheist I'm gonna create an email account because I would love to start corresponding with my listeners please 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 if you liked what you heard if you want to hear more if you want to join the debate please subscribe on anchor you can also find me on Google Play I'm going to be extending to more platforms. Website coming soon. I'm loving what I'm doing. This is Brandon Long, and I am one motherfucking happy atheist. I'm out. See y'all next week.